Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. And we are the parents of four kids under the age of six. We know that parenting can be tough, but it's also the most important thing we have ever done. Each week, we'll share stories from our family and discuss what we're learning as we parent in real life. And hopefully, we can learn something from each other along the way. So join us once a week as we laugh about the highs and lows of parenting. Hello again, and welcome to episode two of Parenting in Real Life. I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. So, we've been thinking a lot about sleep lately, because when you're not getting any sleep, you tend to think about it all the time. And in case you forget to think about it, your body has a natural reaction to yawn when you're tired, so then you remember, oh yeah, I'm crazy tired. (laughs) So, we've been thinking about sleep a lot. We've got a six, almost seventh month old, and then the three others... So, for example, last night, our seven-month-old was up twice, three times, times (laughs) to eat. And just to make it more exciting, our five-year-old, yes, our oldest child, she decided to get up twice. She had a bad dream, so it wasn't her fault per se, but she was up twice with a bad dream. And so I don't know that we slept at all last night, so this should be fun for everybody. That was unusual for her, but with having four kids, it seems like often somebody gets up. Yeah. Whether it's Nathan falling out of his bed, or <laughs> someone has a bad dream, or someone needs to go to the bathroom, there's just something. something. So, it reminds me of a Jim Gaffigan quote, where he talks about how his kids take shifts waking up throughout the night. There's always one awake. Like, they're taking shifts. Alright, I'll annoy him from midnight to two. Who wants three to six? Now let's lie down and practice kicking them in our sleep. So, anyway, (laughs) that just felt like our night last night. But we found an article about sleeping and uh, specifically bedtimes for your kids. And it actually, I think it kind of struck a chord with us because she is similar to us in, in some ways. But, you know, there's other things where I think she's a little bit more extreme than we are. But the article is called... In Defense of Absurdly Early Bedtimes by Melinda Moyer. So she talks about how she has her kids, she has a five and a two-year-old, and they go to bed at seven and seven thirty. And she talks about how she gets a lot of guff from her friends and family about that. But that's that's been our policy pretty much too, is that by seven o'clock we're kinda of winding down and getting them to bed and trying to have them in bed. At about seven thirty. Mm-hmm. We're not like it's not right at seven thirty, but but around then. Uh, but around then. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I thought she had some good points, both the why and um, the how-to, to get your kids to go to bed earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, she did, if you read the article, she did a lot of research. And so we aren't going to talk about all of the statistics and everything. We just wanted to hit the main points. But if you read it, she goes through and explains uh, the research that's been found to support her points. And so uh, it's really interesting if you aren't sure that this is the thing for you, she does support what she says. One of the things she says is that kids who go to sleep earlier take less time to fall asleep. And we actually experimented with this tonight because now that it's the summer, we've been putting our kids to bed a little bit later just because there's things going on and it's lighter later and it's a little bit harder to get them to bed by 7.30. And it's been more like eight o'clock a little after eight that we've been putting them to bed so tonight we thought we tried putting them to bed by seven thirty, like we used to do and nobody got up i think it was amazing they went 
I mean, usually we have an issue where the kids will get up a few times before they finally go to bed, but nobody got up tonight. It was amazing. It was amazing. And it made me think about when I was a teenager, um, I had a really full schedule. I, you know, I went to school in the mornings. I had a church class that I went to before school started at um, 6 a.m. Then I had school and I had water polo practice and I tutored and I was in AP classes and I wasn't done until about 11 o'clock every night. And I would lay in bed and I'd just be exhausted. And I remember staring at the clock. I couldn't fall asleep and it drove me crazy. And I would get so frustrated because I would think, oh, I'm so tired. Why won't my body just go to sleep? But I think I was just overtired. I was sleep deprived. And when that happens, it's harder to fall asleep, which is weird that that happens. But that's how it goes. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, another point that she makes is she talks about how research shows that sleep that happens earlier in the night tends to be more restorative. My mom always talked about this. She said... All the hours you get before midnight count for double what the hours after midnight do. This is actually something you can experiment with if your kids will let you. Um, if you, you know, try one weekend to go to bed two hours later than you should and then sleep in those extra two hours and then on another night go to bed when you should and, and wake up two hours earlier, you'll find... My experience, and I think even Alexis, who she's definitely not a morning person, but even with Alexis, if you get those hours before midnight, it's so much better. And it definitely makes, it works for kids too. If they get those earlier hours, it makes a bigger difference for them. Um, and, and you can see it. I definitely feel the difference. I Because I am a night owl, I want to stay up later. But when I'm bed before midnight, like if I have if we're in bed by like 10 o'clock versus going to bed at midnight, I can definitely feel the difference the next day. I don't feel so tired. Yeah. Um, She also says that well-rested kids act differently. They had teachers kind of assess the kids and they they weren't aware uh, which kids got more sleep. And they noticed that the kids who did get more sleep were less irritable and they were more even keeled and they even had better short-term memories. So I think your brain just acts better. You know, it's, when you get sleep, you are you're more awake, you're more alert, and your body's just able to function better. They also found that when compared with other children, those who sleep less and go to sleep later are more likely to be obese. Now, this is one where I was like, well, causation, you know, like maybe it's just that parents that let their kids stay up late also let their kids eat. Oreos for dinner or something, but who knows? The The research seems to point towards this. Certainly she has found that if you sleep less, you're more likely to be obese. I think that it's even tr- easier to see in adults that when you're trying to, to lose weight, I don't know if any of you have ever been up with a child, but it's super hard for both Alexis and I to lose any weight when our kids are in this up every, you know, two or three times a night. Because you're just not sleeping, and when you're so exhausted, one, it's hard to get up and get motivated to exercise. But even when we do, we still don't lose weight like we would if we were sleeping. Because I, I don't know what it is. She talks about chemicals and, and these things that might affect it, but it certainly seems to be true for us that it's it's hard to, to maintain your weight when you're not sleeping right. Mm-hmm. Looking over this article and, and reading these things, how do you know what's the right bedtime for your child? 
And she says there's not really a simple answer. Um, but there are some things that you can do to kind of figure out what works best for your kids. Um, and it usually is before 8 o'clock. So it's not sometime before 8. A simple experiment you can do by the pediatrician Mark Weisbluth uh, suggested he, he wrote the book Healthy Sleep Habits, Help, Happy Child. So he recommends if you're not sure what time to put your kids to bed to try putting them to bed 20 minutes earlier for a few nights and just see what happens. And if they fall asleep easily, then chances are that they should be going to bed earlier. And also with that, make sure that you're limiting screen time, you know, no TV and iPads and, and phones and stuff before. Cause I, I know a lot of research has been done lately about screens, keeping your brain awake and making it harder to fall asleep. Yeah. So definitely that, like we said, that's an easy experiment to do. Just try 20 minutes earlier than you're used to. And the kids will throw a fit, but do it for a few days and see if, see if it makes a difference. And if it does do it another 20 minutes. Cause here's another thing. That she doesn't talk about, but we've talked about a lot. Like, why would you want your kids to stay up longer? <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way, but, like, we love our kids and everything. But that time after our kids go to bed is, like, our our sacred time. Like, you don't mess with that time. It's the time where we actually get to feel like human beings and have real conversations and get stuff done. Wouldn't the goal, even if there wasn't any health benefits, to get your kid to go to bed earlier? And with all this behind it, like, certainly it's healthier for them. It's it's better for you. It just makes sense. Get your kids going to bed as early as, as you can without them waking up in the middle of the night. But we've certainly found that changing their fall asleep time does not change their wake-up time. So you may as well get them to bed earlier. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and so I'm home with my kids all day, and I need that time just for uh, mental health, you know? I need to put them to bed early so I can have a few hours to myself where I don't have kids asking me to do things for them all the time, and I don't hear the kids fighting and, and stuff. I need some quiet time, and and like Alan said, like, we need that time to be together, too. We're finding, you know, the more kids we have, the less time we get to spend together alone, and so that's a good time for us to be able to talk and to plan for the week and maybe even, or even just watch a few shows together, you know, just spend some, some quality time together. Yep. She has this point. She says, if your kid is waking up super early before 6 a.m. or acts like she drank for Mountain Dew just before bedtime, don't take that as a sign that you need to put her down later. Paradoxically, the opposite could be true. You get a second wind at bedtime when you don't get enough sleep. And that, I think, is really hard um, because it's just so reverse of what you'd think. You'd think, if my kid isn't falling asleep forever or if they're waking up super early, that certainly we're putting them to bed too early. But the opposite can be true. My grandpa Twitchell, he's like an old, grew up on a ranch, you know, like he just kind of says things like they are. But he has this saying that he would say to my mom and, and her sisters when they were raising their kids. He says, the more they sleep, the more they sleep. And I didn't really know what that meant until I had my kids. And it's true. Like, especially, I think he was referring to newborns. But with newborns, and I think all kids to some degree, when you let your newborn sleep as much as they can, they sleep more. And they don't get to that, like, exhausted stage, and they just sleep more and more and more. So never wake your kids up and put them to bed when you can. Like, sleep is great for kids. They need a lot of it, and the more they get, the more they want. So it's just a win-win-win. Don't don't fight it. Oh, like, when I have friends that are new moms that are waking up their babies every oh three gosh. hours to feed them. Oh, it kills me. I'm like, don't wake up your baby. <laughs> 
I know that it can be stressful for parents if their baby isn't gaining weight. And there are, you know, medical circumstances, like if you need to be waking your baby up to, to feed them um, because they aren't gaining weight or whatever, then definitely do that. But if you have a healthy baby and they are fine and they eat fine during the day, I say let them sleep. You know, like, oh I don't know why you need to wake them up to feed. And usually my babies are so tired if you wake them up when they're not supposed to be. And they don't eat well anyway. And they just want to be asleep. <laughs> so, take this one on us. <laughs> Let them sleep. Now, there are some downsides, and she talks about this, and this is something we can definitely relate to, that <laughs> a lot of your friends and family might not think this is awesome um, and will give you a hard time. I know for us, we haven't really gotten it from friends and family as much um, as our kids. In our neighborhood, during the summer... Everybody stays out super late. We live in Wisconsin, and so we don't get a lot of good months. And so I think a lot of parents just say, like, you know, when the weather's good, we're going to let our kids enjoy it. And so they stay out, and, you know, they'll do, like, a fire pit and ride bikes, bikes. and it's all, like, right behind our house. And so our our girls are right there. And so we've come in and seen our girls, like, they've got the the blinds up and the window open, and they're yelling down to their friends, and we're like, go to sleep. (laughs) And and they get really frustrated and wonder why we're so mean and heartless and put them to bed so early. So it's definitely, you know, it takes some constraint, um, but I think it's worth it. Yeah. There was a time when we only had, when we had our first baby, Cammie, when... It was just her. We were like, oh, we got to keep her on a tight schedule, you know, and she needs to be in bed at 7 o'clock every night. And we were visiting my parents one night, and they we lived like an hour away from them, from them at that time. And we're like, okay, well, we got to go because we need to put Cammy down to, to sleep. She needs to be in bed by 7 because that's her schedule. And my parents were like, what? You're going to go now? Like, you can't let their bedtime rule your life, you know? And after we kind of thought about that, we're like, you know, that makes sense. And we need to stick to a good routine, but there are exceptions. And there's times where your kid doesn't, it's okay if you miss seven o'clock bedtime, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. This comes back to, like I said, like we're kind of middle of the road with everything. We, We feel really strongly about getting your kids to bed early, but make exceptions. It was the 4th of July a, a little while ago. And, um, we wanted to go see some fireworks, but, you know, fireworks don't happen until it's really dark. And so we decided to do it anyway, and we went, and we sat. Um, we thought we were so smart we were going to sit across the river from where you're supposed to sit. Um, and that happened to be right where they were launching the fireworks, <laughs> which was great. The fireworks were very close, um, but very it was also <laughs> kind of deafening and blinding. Um, so you can sit too close to fireworks is the lesson we learned. <laughs> But we were we didn't get home until eleven thirty. It took a long time with the traffic and stuff, and so it was really late. All the kids fell asleep in the car, and we had to come home and get everybody in the. It it was a terrible night, and the next day was pretty awful too, and and we knew that going in. But then they slept great the next day, and we were back on track. And so you can make exceptions. You don't have to hold to this every single night. Um, you can make exceptions and not ruin things. The, I think the key is just, in general, the normal for your kids should be maybe earlier than you think. Mm-hmm. Dr. Weisbluth, he said even though it's uh, socially limiting 
it's also liberating during the awake times for your children because they're better rested and they can be taken out in public. And I think this is, has been especially true for our children. I like to take my kids places. I like to get out during the day. They, they just behave better when we're not at the house all day. And so I take them on errands and out to parks and whatever. And I've gotten people say quite a few times that my kids behave so well. You know, they're, they're surprised with how many kids that we have so close in age, <laughs> um, how well they behave in public. And I think a lot of it does have to do with getting the right amount of sleep, you know, and, and so that they are rested and they don't after, I mean, you know, two-year-olds throw tantrums after we get out of that phase, like my, my two girls, they don't throw tantrums in public. And when I ask them to do things, they usually do it. I mean, that's not always true at home. So I'm not trying to say that my kids are perfect because they're not. <laughs> and we have some hard times at home too, but for the most part in public, they behave really well. And that's why I can take them so many places. Yeah, so it's worth it. So, to sum up, put your kids to bed earlier than you think. Do it for them, but also do it for you. Mm-hmm. But be willing to bend and and still let your kids be kids and do fun things and, and make exceptions. But in general, I think everybody's happier and healthier if you get them to bed earlier. Exactly. And they're going to stick it to you all night long anyways. So, get them to bed earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It helps you in the long run. <laughs> That's it for today. Our theme music is by Dave Depper. And you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Just make sure to uh, subscribe so you get the next episode automatically in your feed. And if you can give us a rating, that would be great. So that way other people can find our podcast too. If you have any questions or if you have something that you would like to hear us talk about, you can email us at parentinginrealifepodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us. We're on Instagram at Learn As We Go. Online at Alexis's website, learnaswego.org. And a special thank, as always, to our four kids for being kids.